Should we just leave the mics on? I think that would be wildly entertaining. Wildly. I called mean, a podcast. Yeah. Right. Right. And Not you know the what? Carney show. I just kind of trust you, Max, that what you put up on the interwebs is accurate and you don't like take out my brilliant humor and replace it with like all the Julie's jokes. Or... Boy, you think I have too much time on my hands. Well, I don't know. I, I, I just All the shows know. are, as Carney likes to point out, free and downloadable. You can go to ktrs.com slash Carney Show, and you can download all those files if you have a SoundCloud account. It's great. Do they have to be free? Can we not find a way to monetize here? I mean, if you find a way to monetize a podcast, then you'd be the first one, because everyone <laughs> no. else just does it like radio <laughs> does it, which is through advertising. Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan. And everybody else. Well, no, they do it the same way we do, through advertising. The Smartless. I, I've known so many people who have pay, who said, I'm going to do a $1 a day podcast or a $1 that does not work. They got people, a dollar. People people will not do that. So, advertising, an example, but he would be waiting in the garage. Just like radio, advertising is the way to go. It's 12-12, and uh, we got a show. I didn't realize the mics were on. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Brett and Weese's got to talk sports, and we inch ever closer to the sporting event of the year, touch football this weekend or something, right? Should be fun down in Orlando. The players and families are arriving. I understand why you don't want to talk negatively about it. I don't. My sister-in-law is covering it. I'm proud of her. You have a sister-in-law? I do, and I'm very excited for her. Um, Is that allowed? To be excited for your sister-in-law? Yes. Sure. She gave you baby sharks. You should be. Uh Uh-huh. Marsha Brain pops in and... uh, I just had this question about salt, and my one question about salt became 12 questions about salt. So maybe you have, you've gone through life not wondering about salt in general, but I promise you, by 3 o'clock, when we part company, hopefully as friends, you will know more about salt than anyone that you know. Okay? Really? Yeah, you The will. good, the bad, and the ugly side of salt. I don't know if there's an ugly. And when Carney sent me these questions, I thought, okay, you know, the He's first drinking qu- again. I, I thought the first question <laughs> for Marshall is going to be about salt, and then we'll see what the other questions are. Then I realized one, two, three, four, five. There's five separate salt questions, and they're all pretty interesting. I didn't know the answer to a lot of these. So, um, you know, it's why is the ocean salty? What is kosher salt? Uh, what kind of salt is used on roadways? Uh, that's only three, Julie Buck. Okay. Well, when Marshall's on the phone, let's just go down and let's not do a deep dive on each one. Let's just get, you know, to the point answers after oh. each one. But we do oh, have okay. time to kill, though. We're okay. Well, I know. So. No, that's what Julie wants to do. That's no, it's no, not. It's okay. good. no, it's good. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, here we are. That's it. Um, <laughs> already told you. Brandon? Schmooze? No, I didn't talk. Brain? Skyman! Oh! Skyman! I was trying to figure out, Jules, why you just seemed inordinately excited today, and I have just connected the dots. Skyman's going to be here. Skyman Bob! Ruby Lee's in the Senate. Skyman's here. Oh. Things are happening. The sun is shining. Yes, it is. They are. Um. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, I really hadn't planned on anything to say, so I will quickly deflect and say, hey, what's going on with you guys while I quick for my own contribution? Okay. Um, 
gosh, I'm, I don't know what's going on with me, but I, the, the Real Housewives, just not that interesting to me last night. Oh, no. Yeah. Void in your life. I just, I'm what just, are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm going to have to watch, probably watch the documentary on the book called The Miracle Morning, which is a book that I just received and interviewed the author, and you'll hear that in upcoming days. But it's really interesting about starting your day the right way and how in less than an hour a day, you can change your life. Is there really a template for that? Because everybody's inordinately different. Right. I mean, some people get up at five o'clock in the morning like you. Yeah. Um, But no, I I, I talked to him about that. The author, Hal, he, he he was very informative. And apparently there's like the miracle morning for... The college student, the miracle morning oh, for the it's empty like nester. Soup. There's chicken right. soup for all kinds of different souls. Right, absolutely. It would, is. It's. It's like those. Would it not be hilarious if, when you called him to record the interview and he wasn't there, and he called back later and said, "Sorry, I overslept." Nah. <laughs> well, yeah, that that would would be ironic. That's is what a, that would a be. Delicious irony. Uh, it really is. Yes. Delicious. So, I actually recorded that today, so they can't play the little joke on them. But you know, it was all good, and I and I'm excited to share that with you all at some point in the near future. I look forward to it. Are you going to do it here? Or are you going to hog it for girl talk? I don't know. We Max and I have to or discuss. Or both. Maybe both. Could definitely do mm-hmm. both. I, I think that uh, Girl Talk would get the first crack at it, most likely, and then uh, we'll always have it for a rainy, carny day. Sometimes Julie and I have rainy, carny days, and uh, we can air Girl Talk. Yeah. And as you can imagine, Carney sometimes has rainy, carny days. How about the sunshine? Everybody's in a better mood. Is that what that degrees? is? It's like 70 degrees. Outside. I know. It terrified feels, me when I looked up. It felt so, it just feels, feels good so to good. wake up. It feels good to be alive. Every so bone good. in your body feels better. I'm so much happier today. Yes. It's amazing. You it are. really is crazy how much it makes a huge <laughs> Thanks difference. Thanks for telling me. Otherwise, I don't know if I'd have and up on that. we have finally flipped the calendar over to February. It's February. Woo-hoo. By January. Is that good? Yes. Why? Because it's just that month was too long. It's just we've got to move forward here it's february 1st spring is around the corner things are happening well things are happening give you that give you that so other than uh real housewives real boring uh anything no i'd okay. like to say i left town and you know crusher know about the dress yet let's get down to the nuts and bolts here no, stop talking about it. Is he hanging out with Ruby Lee? His, uh, his... He told me this morning that he saw her on the Zoom. Oh. But, no, he. I think he's probably just working. Well, if he oh. sees her. But tell... I asked him the same thing. If you see her, tell her. Tell her. You're the... I, I was really impressed Ooh. with her when we had her on yeah. the show. I thought I, As a human. Well, yeah, know? and being 16 yeah. years old and how mature and how, how she's handled all of this. I was I, pretty mature. I, I thought it was really... Um, Remarkable and and impressive. I had a fake ID. That's how mature I was. Maxie, not you at 16, but you in the last day. I mean, I also had a fake ID at some point. I think Julie Buck had a fake ID. I had a fake ID, but it made me like 35 when I was 18, and it was weird. So you were were bad at it is what you... I was bad at my fake ID. Yeah, or or it was maybe worse when people were like, oh, yeah, that's you. Oh, yeah. They don't don't care. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mine was really bad. Mine was like where I 
statute of limitations? Oh, sure. Oh, like, it was an African-American man in the picture. Now, mine was where I took someone else's information, and she allowed me to do it, this lady that I worked out with, and got Pretty an ID made. Against the law. I know. And had it made with my picture and her information. You couldn't do that now. I, I mean, you can, and you shouldn't. <laughs> and you should, and you shouldn't. I, but that should not. But my, I think I even told my parents I was doing it, and they were like, "Okay, hey, what's, well, wrong, what's wrong one? with me and Julie?" I mean, come on. Can this woman get a credit card too? Uh, so, what did you do with your fake ID? I really am not. I've never been a big drinker. I just wanted right. to be like at the party at the. So you went at to the clubs. You went to clubs. I you went to the clubs to go to the club. I did. I, I got don't know it, and if I, I got into sixty-eight with you guys. Sixty-four West. I hate to admit it, but oh, I did. Man, moment of silence. I love that place. I bet you did. I bet you were out of your freaking mind in sixty-four uh, Ralph West. Ralph Butler was the house band for a very long time. Okay, I did not realize that. True story. Huh. Great funny. Played at your wedding. What was that song again? I don't know. First dance. Ask Josh. That's unbelievable to me. Well, I but know. You don't know what your first dance wedding song was. I don't, but I, it's in my phone somewhere. I don't think he Go knows either. Go back and watch the video. Do you have the video? Because I have my first wedding video, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tubular Bells. Was our, our I'm dance. positive it's Tubular, Tubular Bells. Bells. No, mine was a lovely song. I forget what it was, but I'll I'll think of it maybe before 3 o'clock. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, okay, cliffhanger. How about you, Max A? Max A? Uh, well, I was telling Julie right before we hit the air oh, yeah. uh, that I w- watched a there, there was a coworker of mine uh, years ago who had recommended a, a film that he said was terrifying, and I never got around to watching it. And uh, I write movie reviews for a website, and when when older movies are remastered on Blu-ray, sometimes we'll get promo copies so we can write about them. And sometimes they're positive reviews, sometimes they're negative reviews, but it's, it's fun to watch something and kind of. Uh, pick apart you know the transfer and how how it sounds and how the uh, remaster looks and so i watched this morning a movie from 1976 starring oliver reed and karen black burgess meredith also in it called burnt offerings i saw it loved it you didn't like it did you it's horrible there we go um, and uh, but, I, but I took a lot of notes while I was watching it, and uh, I think it'll be it'll turn into a fun review. I'm not sure when that'll be published on Zeke Film. Probably you know a couple of weeks once I get it done and send it in, and the editors t- take a look at it. But um, no, it's uh, and through no fault of the studio label, they make the uh, the transfer look as good as they can. Although it's inconsistent, sometimes it looks bright and colorful. Other times there's a lot of film grain. But oh my lord, I am all for slow burn horror films, but I got to have a payoff. I gotta have something happen. So it wasn't burning at all. Actually. There, there's no burn offerings. It is, uh, it is a really, really, and I'm not gonna say the name of the coworker who recommended it to me, but mm, I'll, I, you should. <laughs> Julie knows off the air. I'll tell you, Carney, but I'll just say it was another thing in the long line of things they've been wrong about. So I really, really did not like the film. It's called Burn Offerings. Yeah, one of eight, my faves. Eight four one two six on the text line. Please tell me if you enjoyed the movie and why. And John Carney, tell me why you enjoyed it. Uh, well. What was the guy's name in it? Oliver? Mm -hmm. Oliver Um, Reed. Oliver Reed, just his mere presence is terrifying. And I don't know if I get that from Uncle Ernie, which was his character in Tommy, uh, or what it is. And Karen Black, uh, you know, what's the one with the voodoo doll in the oven? Uh, Trilogy of Terror, which is the same, same director that did this one. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong, those two. 
already scary. It's like making a submarine movie that doesn't make you feel claustrophobic. They make a big deal. possible. Yeah. They make a big deal about this uh, this abandoned summer house mansion. About the room, one room, you can't go in this room, right? And they, they make a big, even the trailer makes a big deal. Like, you won't believe what's behind this door. Don't go in the room. And so the whole time I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, let's see what's behind this door. Let's, you know, shock me, movie. Let's see. Do you remember what was behind the door? In a world that's full of rooms. Grover? No. It should have been Grover. No, no. I, I was really let down. I was really disappointed. You want to go ahead and just spoil it? It's from the 70s. No, of course not. It's against my religion to It really movies. is. I can't do it. My wife... Always tries to get me to do it, and I really can't. On the Michael's Bath text line from the 618, was it (laughs) Michelle Dibble? No, no, it was not, but that's very funny. But it's very funny. That's very funny, but no, it was not. That's our Michael's Bath text line, by the way, 84126. If you would care to join us. I love that story. Not much from last night, but this morning, uh, again, another internet rabbit hole. Uh Uh, It's always good for that. Um, and I was pulling up some Super Bowl facts that I was always curious about, like why do they use Roman numerals and oh, yeah. some other stuff. So I've got those answers I'll share with you I'd, later. I'd love to know that, John Carney. I, I will get to it. This is also a teaser. But I was reading that there is a company called Oddspedia, O-D-D-S-P-E-D-I-A. And as you can imagine... It is one of these gambling websites where you can bet online on all kinds of things. They are looking for someone to watch the game and take notes. Coin toss. How many times did they go to Taylor? Who, you know, all those really goofy bets you were talking about on the air the other day. They're they're too busy. So they're hiring somebody, giving them $10,000 to sit there with a notepad and make note of all these side bet things. Who was doing that? Who was doing this? They better hire somebody who does not understand the game of football or care about the game of football because any time you would get caught up in, hey, is that a first down? You're you're not writing something down. You missed something. Yes. Well, and how about somebody that didn't bet on the game or do do prop bets, participate in prop bets, because you could really be, you know, changing it up. You get... $10,000 $10,000 if you're picked. You don't get to go. You know, they don't want you to be distracted. Much easier by to take notes on so you, while you're watching yeah, it. You got to sit there and watch it from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade to the, you know, I don't know, the high school grades of the winning coach or whatever. So all that stuff and 10 grand to the person they pick. And I'm like, okay. That's all right. I'd like to win a ticket, but you don't get a ticket. But they will uh, advance the winner half the money in case you wanted to go to Vegas and go to a hotel and take notes there. But I thought, I'm going to look. I never win anything. Eventually, everybody's due. (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, well, I'm finding that to be true as well. (laughs) But I can dream. Um, so I went to their website, Oddspedia. I looked all over this site. They don't tell you how to register to win. You're kidding. If they do, it's deeper than I had time for. I was all excited to thought, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put in for it. I could use the 10 grand. Uh, 
I cannot find where you uh, apply to win. So if you find it, go ahead and apply. And if you wouldn't mind, apply for me as well. Uh, I'll split the money with you if I win. Okay. So that was that was really an inordinate amount of my morning. You know, you really could still go to Vegas if you want to go to Vegas. I don't think you could get to Not the... stay married. Oh, well, that's a whole other set of issues. But, I'm, I mean, I'm looking online right now, and you could stay at the Rio Hotel and Casino on Super Bowl weekend for $302 a night. Shocking. Is that a room or just a couch in the lobby? It's a room. Now, you can stay at Treasure Island in the fours, the Hilton Grand Vacations Club in the threes, uh, and that's actually a higher-rated hotel. Have you ever been to Treasure Island? Uh, No. There's a pirate ship in the lobby, and like every two hours they do a, a... a pirate fight where there's cannons going off and there's pirates swinging. But all the pirates uh, look like uh, erotic dancers. It's Ooh, like, oh, this is dear. a nice family. <laughs> now, if you want to go to Mandalay Bay or something like that, it's that that's going to cost you $1,583 a night. Pirates of the Caribbean uh, with a fire pole. Um, all right, it is at 1228. Now, Julie, for... One of her clients. The Missouri Athletic Club? Just pick one. Okay. I love the MAC. Um, Hopefully you will too, especially if you join now with the sun popping out here. It's kind of hard not to dream of warmer days ahead and the kids going to the pool and joining the swim team and you're taking a pickleball and getting in shape. Who? What? Oh, Where? The you, when? The collective what? you, not yes, me. Yes, the collective you. Okay. you. Right. Maybe you're picking up golf clubs. See, Carney, that got your attention, didn't it? Because there is a golf component with your membership at the Missouri Athletic Club. They cover it all. You can network for your business. You can keep the family entertained. You can have your Easter brunch at the Missouri Athletic Club. Probably even see the bunny. I would imagine the bunny oh, will the, make an appearance. It's not a, I've seen pictures. It's not one of those terrifying bunnies. It's not a terrifying bunny. It is a sweet bunny that gives out eggs and gifts at oh. the Missouri Athletic oh. Club. Is that a band name, Sweet Bunny? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Now I sound she like tells you. you know. How does now that feel? I sound like you. You've got the Stand the Man Grill, the Jack Buck Grill, the 1903 Bar, which I love the whole vibe about it. So why not go online to macstl.org and check into membership. The whole family will thank you. Thirty-five, looking to get us an astronomer out there somewhere. I'll have to look through my Celestron telescope, see if we can find him. Thanks for all the notes, including on the Michael's Bath text line at four one two six. Burnt offerings is great, atmospheric, moody, slow burn, creepy, an ending that stays with you for a while. Yeah, to which I responded, what was creepy about the ending? And then they, they did respond. I don't want to get into it because of spoilers, but I, it didn't hit me. I didn't think it was creepy at all. So. Well, was that your former co-worker that texted in? Uh, no, I don't think Hi, it. Michelle. <laughs> it was um, not Michelle. So, 
<laughs> so I chimed in, too, to make the point that uh, that was Max that responded to you. I'm totally all in. And I thought it was an amazing movie. So there. Um, do we have Skyman or can we go off in not 12 for, directions? Not for about five minutes. Okay. I don't know about you, but when you go to the store, the grocery store, do you wait for a human or do you go to the self-checkout lane? I mean, it depends on the circumstances. If I had my druthers, I like a human. Because okay. I am I am very prone to making technical errors. And yeah. I don't want to screw it up. You know, I, I'm with you on that front. And I'll especially avoid the self-checkout lane if I have produce. Because then... Forget it. I, I'm like you an gotta employee. you got to spin the little thing yeah, around. i got to spin a wheel. i got to look it up. Max, I assume you live for self-checkout. It's a wonderful innovation. <laughs> I, I also like, even at a fast food place, you can go to a kiosk and you can order your order exactly how you want. You want something with extra salt? Now that I like, it's because amazing. I will actually put it in, in the correct fashion. You can't talk fashion. to a 16-year-old who doesn't care, and they're just like, oh, what are you, you know. So <laughs> the kiosk, the self-checkout, all of that is fan. Fantastic. I am here for yes, you are. automation. You are here. Um, how many times, though, you've gone self-checkout, running that barcode, cross the Beep. glass, but Beep. nothing, nothing. Try turning it around, try the other side. Never. Nothing, nothing. Really? Never for him. Really? Yeah. Then yeah. you've never it's been to just us, Carney. The, the, the only time that I've had an issue is if I was buying alcohol, you have to scan and you have to say, hey, I'm over Yeah, 21. wait for an attendant. Yeah, but other than that, um, you know, and now I'm not buying alcohol, so it's a lot easier to go through self-checkout. Could be for a friend. Everything's easier. Um, so when I have that issue, a self-checkout, and it doesn't register, I'm like, oh, the hell with this. And I just... Put it on that shelf, whatever. Surprised you have trouble with technical things. No, you're not. <laughs> um, and it's maddening. But I think some people probably are like, you know what? 25 of my things did register, and I'm giving this store hundreds of dollars. If it doesn't want to acknowledge my wedge of cheese, you're throwing it in for free. Oh. Wow, shoplifting. I, I'm, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure, sure it does. things always happened. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, but hang on. I'm going to tie this all together with I can't wait. checkout thing. I can't wait. Schnooks. Schnooks. <laughs> has announced that they've uh, implemented a new rule about self-checkout in an effort to stop shoplifting and, and stop, you know, the issues I was talking about. That self-checkout is only if you have 10 or less items in your cart. Makes sense. But it means that the already long lines in the human checkouts are going to get much, much longer. I don't know that it does. I I feel like it will clog up the self-checkout if people have, you know, six kids and a week's worth of groceries in the line. Right? Um, I mean, hard to tell. I've been called out on the 10 items or less or 12 <laughs> items or less with a, with a cashier because I had like three more things than. You're like, can I throw can... this pack of gum in there? And she like said, no, 
you have you have to go to another. I said, you're kidding. <laughs> I said, it's like three extra things. Sorry, it's 10 items or less. Oh. Where was this? You don't want to say. Probably not. Okay. Schnookbergs. Um, but yeah, I, I was absolutely stunned. Like, what, are you counting the six-pack as six things? Well, that's the what? question. Yeah, well, it's one of many. I mean, that's when when the people that are the checkers go through the training, is a six-pack of Coke or Diet Coke, does that count as six things? Eye of the beholder. You yeah. Know? Hard to say, but that's a really I good see question. it as one, you yeah, see it as six. It's one because you scan it once. It's... One scan, item, yeah. You do just okay. You just scan it once, mm-hmm. even you though don't scan each it six times. Even it's sold as a package. It's right. One, one I can item. understand, but if it's like a if it's one of those like little mini plastic bottles, they all have barcodes on them. If it says ten items or, or less, and I bring a twelve pack of Pepsi, <laughs> I can still go through there. It's one scan. I wouldn't let you go through. Nope. Well, you I'd let me do anything. I, I'd, I, I, <laughs> I'd make I'd make you go to your room. Uh, a lot of people chiming in on the Michael's Bath text line saying that they don't use self-checkout because they don't get paid to do it and they don't go to the uh, the Christmas party of the uh, of the uh, grocery store. And I, I get that, but I suppose when I'm when I'm just scanning something and then giving them my card, or I don't feel like I'm working. Right now I'm working. Like I don't feel like scanning a yogurt and then going to my car is working. I don't think it's... Something that I need to be paid to do. You don't strike me as a yogurt guy. This to is begin so with. funny. From the three one four, I'll do self checkout when I get invited to their Christmas party. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. And yeah. I get I get a little bent out of shape when they say, "Would you uh, like to round up for uh, you know whatever. folds of honor?" What, well, folds of honor is one thing, but so you don't like giving to charity. The that's Ronald McDonald House. I, I run a foundation, so that's kind of a pointless accusation um but i'm always want to say did you yeah like the people here's McDonald's, the thing do you want to round up do you i imagine mcdonald's does okay uh, the employee who's i will me. when they ask me will i round up at mcdonald's i will usually say yes because yeah. the money goes to money the money goes to your local Ronald McDonald house. And I think that they do wonderful things. Incredible. Sure. Now, if you just have some vague charity, you know, at Walgreens, Dave's like Foundation. The, people's, <laughs> the People's Fund for Humanity, I'm not giving you anything because yeah. I don't know where that goes. But if, if it's something or Folds of Honor, you know where that's going. That's going to support military families. And I think that that's... Super easy. That's well, a no-brainer. We talked about this on the Carney Show before, and the text line went crazy. I think donating to charities when you're purchasing something else is one of the easiest and most convenient ways to get people involved in charitable organizations. When I go to a PetSmart or a pet store, they say, do you want to have, throw in a dollar there for shelter animals? And I see the shelter animals right behind me. So, yes, of course I do. But I don't know at PetSmart where that money if it's The animals are in line? Yeah. Well, if you've been to a PetSmart, they've got shelter animals there. At the PetSmart. And but so what if it doesn't go? It could just then, go to some corporate. Then I suppose the SEC would come in and investigate them and break it all up. But until <laughs> that happens, that. I'm going to actually donate. What if it goes to the Contras? Yeah, I walked into a PetSmart to look at lizards because the boys wanted to look at lizards. And we went home with Juno. So oh, you no. never know. Give him a bearded dragon. Those things are great. Oh, uh, that's a band one. name. That's got to be a band name. We had one named Derek Henry. 
He died. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Skyman's waiting for his phone call. Moment, okay. of, moment of silence for Derrick Henry. Yep. Listen to these okay. commercials. <laughs> It's a plane. It's an astronomer. Skyman Bob Berman has written more books than I've read, which is why, uh, among other reasons, I'm wildly impressed by this man. Hello, Skyman. Hi. Thanks for those kind words. Appreciate it. How are things? Are you well? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm well here. Look out at all the snow here in the mountains of upstate New York. Very quiet. The only things we see out our windows are deer and bear. One of those, far from any city. Lights are dark. We've got a couple of observatories, so skies are great. Are you a hunter? Uh, no, 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 I'm not. I just love these little, I love these bear faces. They're Aww. so cute. Yeah. They're so cute, adorable. Um, all right, let, let me jump in. I've got a bunch of questions. There is a... Uh, um, uh, a thing called the NIAC program, and it's part of NASA, and it stands for, uh, I don't know, something. Innovative, advanced concept, something. And it basically enlists the public saying, hey, even if it sounds absolutely crazy, ask us questions. Give us your visions for the future, because who knows you might stumble upon something we hadn't thought about, and we'll look into it. And I was reading the article and a few of the things that people have recommended to this program, and granted, they're all still in the idea stage, but it sounded fascinating to me. One is a telescope to be constructed that's the size of Washington, D.C., and it would be on the moon. And the other thing is an airplane that's designed to just fly around Mars. <laughs> Both interesting ideas, but why and is it really possible? Well, you know, having been an editor of some major magazines for decades, Discover Magazine, Astronomy Magazine, the Old Farmer's Almanac, where I'm still the astronomy editor, we get so much mail. I get so much mail every single day, and it's uh-huh. it's great that people are interested. It's great that there are our minds just out there thinking of things, but the problem, the problem is that uh, you know, without without proof, without experimental confirmation, without observational confirmation, it's easy to say things, but people don't think of costs. Like the example you just gave, uh, imagine what it would be to put a telescope the size of Washington D.C. on the moon. I mean. Where would you even begin to pay for that? And, and uh, you know, the, just the technological challenges would would just really make it so impossible you couldn't begin to do that, maybe in a thousand years. But so, yeah, they're interesting, but there is very rarely that you come across something that's uh, close to practical or, or, or reality-driven. And the plane flying around Mars, to what end? Well, the problem is Mars only has one one-hundredth the air pressure that Earth does. And I don't have to tell you that planes need, you know, air under the wings. In fact, airplanes need longer runways and greater takeoff speeds just when they're taking off from Denver at one mile up. So on Mars, which where the air is thinner than the top of Mount Everest, 
uh, an airplane, uh, you need something other than air under wings to make the thing fly. So you need a runway that was like 17 miles long. <laughs> yes, and you need speeds, uh, incredible speeds. So I don't think you'd see much looking out the window because everything would be going by pretty fast. Another question I had that only you could answer. Why does Jupiter spin faster than other planets in the solar system when they're all in the same solar system? I know, and that's a good one. Um, Jupiter weighs uh, much more than we do, and uh, as you know, it's the largest (laughs) planet. You can take all the other planets together, their weight, and put them on a scale, add them together, double their weight of all the planets, and you still wouldn't have Jupiter alone. So how does this huge object, uh, 88,000 miles in diameter, we're only 8,000 miles in diameter, uh, get to spin in nine hours and 55 minutes, whereas it takes us 24 hours? Uh, where did it get this spin from? Usually you get a fast spin by um, shrinking. When an object gets smaller and smaller, like a ballerina really pulling mean. in her arms, that'll, that'll, that'll make her spin faster. It's called the conservation of angular momentum. So stars that spin fast are usually stars that have shrunk, like uh, white dwarfs, although they don't actually spin that fast. But, but uh, a neutron star, as an example, star 12 miles wide, and it only spins at that, and some of them spin 30 times a second. So how do you get that spin? Because they shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, and every time you get smaller, you spin faster. So Jupiter may have started out bigger than it is now and from its own self-gravity pulled it in smaller and smaller, and that's that's probably what sped it up. That sounds like a science fair project waiting to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Big yellow one's the sun. That's what I told him in my science thing. (laughs) So only uh, up against on the clock, um, I was reading a story about the moon, and when we talk about colonization on other planets, the moon is the one that usually comes up first. I mean, that's going to be the first place in the solar system to have a Starbucks, whatever. Um, The story talks about all the reasons that we can't colonize on the moon and things that I never really thought about. And you just mentioned shrinking. That's one of the reasons. And that there's volcanic activity uh, under the moon's surface, which Band name. I didn't know about. So is is the moon off? Should I cancel that and get a different Yeah, manner? I would cancel that, not because of volcanic activity. I mean, even with just the naked eye looking up at the moon, you can see the dark spots on it that some people call the the, the face on the, on the moon. And those are all lava flows, all of them, that, that, that solidify. They're all solid now, but it showed that the moon at one time, we're talking about about four billion years ago, it had lots of lava, but we've not seen the mm-hmm. slightest trace of that now since telescopes started looking at the moon in the year 1610. And so right now, if there is lava, it would be way below the surface because it's really, it's small. It's 81 times less massive than Earth, and it, it's cooled off. So I doubt there's anything there, but it's still a stopper because no air high radiation, uh, well, there may be water in the form of ice, but you got to do a lot of things to survive on the moon. And uh, to what's your motivation? Here, I mean, uh, a person would have to have pretty bad, uh, I guess, credit card debt and stuff like that to uh, <laughs> want to leave all the, the beauty that we have to hear of birds and feeling a warm wind on your face. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that uh, sounds nice. Uh, 
If he's not writing books, giving tours, or looking up at the sky, he's Bob Berman. Hey, uh, are you still out there in cyberspace where people can throw questions at you and... Uh, yeah, Seems yeah, absolutely. Too. Special interest tours. That's a good place. And uh, you can contact me through that. We're just about to go to Alaska, as we've done every year for 30 years, to look at the Northern Lights. And then in another couple of months, go to see the uh, total eclipse. And I hope all you guys also go to the nearest place to you within the path of totality. Don't settle for a partial eclipse. Don't just say, well, the paper says my backyard, it'll be 80% eclipse. That's that's good enough. No, it's not good enough. <laughs> Make sure you get into totality where all yeah. the weird stuff happens. You, yeah. you definitely want to get in that path. And, and I think every internet site, just type in uh, total eclipse uh, April 8th. And, uh, the Tires picture pops up. I think that we're actually not that far, according to Max, right? Aren't we just like a few hours? Not according to me, it's yeah, according to the Yeah, a few hours away. And here we've had people now going back since 1970 when I gave the first tour. I'm really dating myself. I you mean, now I, can't, now I can't pretend to be a young guy anymore. But, hey, with all these tours, we have people signing up years in advance, and we've taken them to the Baja tip in Cabo and to the Australian outback and to the Libyan nice. Egyptian border. I'm just thinking of some of the places on the Black Sea off Romania and uh, uh, and people will pay thousands of dollars and wait years to get on our tours to do this but now you guys can just get in your car and drive a few hours. There so you go. This is one, you, you don't miss this one because the next Next eclipse anywhere in the mainland U.S. is going to be in the 2040s, 2045. That'll be over uh, Disneyland, though. Oh, that'll be. We should make our reservations now. Yes. Right? We'll give yeah. you a full report when we go. Well, I'm, when oh, we wait a minute. Back. I keep mixing them up. Which is the one in Florida? Is that Disney World? world. That's the world. Okay, that's where it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Skyman, thanks for making yourself available. Always good to talk to you. Pleasure, guys. Really Take pleasure. care. Good hearing your voices. Lots of people Bye-bye. on the text line. Lots of lava. They want it as a band name. Let's turn I to like the it. judge. Oh, uh, it's in. Can we talk about money? Just for a second. I just want to talk Why about a second. Let's, but let's, let's just I talk about money. how important it is to trust the people that you bank with. Triad Bank is live and local. You've heard Jim Regna on the radio with us. He even brought us an autographed roll of pennies. Last week, which could be another band name. It's displayed on my desk. I know. I love it. It's good stuff. He's just a nice guy. He's a local guy, and he has been in the banking business and in the regulations business for banks for years. And he started Triad Bank, and they're live and local, just like we are with two locations, one just west of 270 on Olive and the other one at Clayton and Lindbergh. But if you've been told no before for a business loan or for buying a new house or something along those lines... Give Triad Bank a shot because you would be able to meet with Jim Regna and get his personal opinion on your idea, and you can definitely go from there. I would highly recommend Triad Bank for your banking needs. They'll take excellent care of you. That's just what they do, live and local, just like us. Triadbanking.com for more.
Carney Show, welcome back. 109. Almost another weekend. Certainly another month. February 1st. Max, Julie, me, you, hanging out. It's nice. Like it. Like it. Brandon Weesey's going to be along in a bit. Talk sports with us. And uh, I, uh, again, deep dive in uh, internet land uh, about the Super Bowl and some factoids. And it started because I'm thinking, why do they use Roman numerals? Because I ne- can never tell what Super Bowl it is. The X the, is 10, right? See, I, you lose me. X is V, is v five. Five, I's. and then the ones are ones, but right? if they put Vs in front of I's, it's plus. If it's yeah, behind, if it's, it's behind, I's. it's before. So oh, dear. Four, and then yeah, six would be afterwards. It's stupid. Okay. <laughs> it's just stupid. Stop doing it. Okay? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Fox Theater opened up its doors for the first time 95 years ago today. Wow. Um, Boy, that sent my mind reeling, just thinking about all the shows that I saw there. I mean, obviously, I wasn't there in the beginning for round I'm stunned. Round one. Yeah. But when it reopened, I was actually working there when it reopened um, as a bartender. Um, It was a movie theater back in the day. And before that, I didn't realize that it was something else. It was actually a church before they made it a theater in the 30s. I didn't realize that either. My favorite part of the Fox Theater, every time I go there, and it reminds me of being a little kid and sitting there. And you, you look up, and in the corner... On either side of the stage, it's blue, like yeah. an uh, and it looks like an upside down swimming pool. It's the most beautiful, yeah, color blue. And I just that always just takes me back every time I go there. And you look up at those boxes and like expect to see the Queen or Abraham Lincoln. Ooh, too soon, too soon, <laughs> way too soon. Hello. So when it became a theater in 1929. You could go see a movie, and they ran movies for 12 hours a day. The initial price for tickets was 75 cents. It was 55 cents if you got there before 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I bet that was expensive back then. Pricey. Probably. I mean, I, you're talking Depression era. You know, And I don't know how they calibrate, because they always say, you know, in 2024 prices, that would be... I don't know how what that mathematical equation is i don't either it's a good question i'm surprised i bet max does you know uh, i imagine it would be the average of yearly inflation based on the economic structure of the country wow yeah Sounds what good. he said <laughs> 214 divided by seven at 35 and a half <laughs> that's a callback never mind so do you remember the best show you saw there? I loved Phantom there, and I saw, I know you're going to make fun of me, but I saw Dan Fogelberg there, and it was so good. Mm. Go mm. ahead, make fun of me. I will, but I, not when you're waiting for it. Okay. How about you? I don't know. I mean, I I think it's safe to say I probably saw 100 shows at the Fox between uh, plays and concerts. When the when MJ the musical comes this spring, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yep. 
Have you ever graced the stage, like no. as a radio personality introducing? But somebody? I bet you have. Yeah, be yeah. <laughs> I didn't get you paid have. for any of them. So. You, oh, yeah. What were you on stage for? Um, they were trying to make you disappear. Well, my dad did a show for a week from there, and I was the announcer. So really, that was two years of five days a week. I introduced Barry Manilow. I just mentioned that the other day. And I introduced Tony Bennett. And I tell that story a lot because right before I went on stage, they said, are you the announcer guy? Yeah. Don't say his name. I said, what? They said, yeah, don't say his name. When Tony comes out, he likes to say, I am Tony Bennett. Like what? No one's going to know. Who's that guy in the tuxedo? So what are you supposed to say? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the moment you've been waiting for. Yeah, he's like. No. And then he comes out and says, ah, he's Tony Bennett. Say whatever you want. You know, mention a couple of shows coming up. Put your phones away. Bah, 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 bah. And <laughs> the program will begin in a few minutes. And then walk off the stage. And then he comes out later and says, ah, I'm Tony Bennett. And everyone's like, oh, yes. So. Bob Costas had his fundraiser for Cardinal Glennon. Is that what yeah, he he's Glennon. did for yep. years and years? So it was coming up and he was bringing in Tony Bennett. And for some reason he was on the show or I saw him or something. I said, Bob, I said, it's going to sound weird, but Tony Bennett's people are going to tell you not to say his name. He's like, huh. And I'm sure he thought, well, that was weird. Did the show. I saw Bob months later. He's like, Wow, you're right. They didn't want me to say his name either. <laughs> really? Isn't that weird? Yeah. But I get it. I mean, because he was, you know, long in tooth. Can we say that? And he would get up there and he would, that was, he was really famous for saying, Tony Bennett. I'm Tony Bennett. Right? I mean, so that was kind of his thing. So in other words, yeah. the guys. You're not going to do that to Johnny Cash. Nine either. million years old. Let's not Johnny mess Cash. him up. Right. Know, Johnny Cash would say. Hello, I'm John Cash. John Cash. Best show you saw at, at the Fox. I don't think I answered that. 84126. Eh, yeah, on the Michael's Bath text line. Boy, there were so many. For many years, the cool brand cigarettes sponsored the Cool Jazz Festival every year. And B.B. King would bring in friends. And I think I went to five of those. And those were extraordinary. Um. I'd have to break it down to shows and concerts because Phantom was incredible. It really was. And the first time you see that chandelier, it's terrifying. But, spoiler. Um, but concert-wise, just so many, so many incredible performances. Max, you've got a show or 20 there, and I'm sure your papa did as well. Yeah, I love going to the Fox Theater. It's fantastic. I think the best overall performance I ever saw there there was, I, I saw Les Mis there a couple of times, but there was one performance I I where love the guy was <laughs> retiring after decades of performing Jean Valjean, and we knew it was his last tour, and he his solo just brought the audience to tears. I mean, it was unbelievable, the amount of connection that he had yeah. uh, with the audience. But as far as concerts, I remember... In 1989 or 90, being up in the balcony for Billy Idol, and his encore was 
Moni Moni into Rebel Yell, and everyone was jumping up and down so hard that the entire balcony was shaking, and we really thought... Oh, my God. I mean, I was like 12 or 13. We, re- we really thought... It was going to break. Well, this is it. This is how we die. We die at a Billy Idol concert at the Fox, but it held. It was fine. I don't think it's embarrassing because I love Billy Idol, so it's a good show. I forgot that I went to the taping of... Chuck Berry's birthday party that they filmed at the Fox. And that was everybody. Clapton, Keith Richards, Johnny Johnson, uh, Robert Cray. I, I, I can't even think of everybody. The weird thing about that one, for people that were there, and they did two shows, they were making a movie. So it wasn't just your average concert. Like, so... They bring Clapton out, and he starts to play something, and then the director... Taylor Hackford. Taylor Hackford walks out and says, all right, that's good. Now let's get it from here. Clapton walks off the stage. What year was this, you think? I would think that would be fascinating. I'm surprised I haven't heard this before. Have you not seen the movie? No. Uh, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll was the film. And it's it's a fascinating film because the concerts didn't go off without a hitch, and... Keith Richards was supposed to be the band director, mm-hmm. but Chuck Berry wasn't used to anybody else except him telling the band what to do. Understandable. And Chuck Berry was Keith Richards' idol, but they did not see eye to eye. And this is supposed to be a celebration for Chuck, but Keith wasn't having it, and so it's all—it's a whole thing. And Taylor Hackford is- you, get, you know, I've never seen the movie. Does that come across? Oh, absolutely. There's a couple of behind-the-scenes moments where you're like, oh, okay. I think Taylor Hackford's married to Helen Mirren, isn't he? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I remember it being so bizarre that just when the crowd's getting ramped up with the music, They're like cut, some guy comes out. It's like that's good. Now let's try it from here. I'm like wait, I just, what? People on the text line, the Michael's Bath text line, are chiming in. Best concert I ever saw from the three one four was John Denver. But the boss was there. He <laughs> loves John Denver. Oh, John he does. Denver. I don't know. Sure. Um, my favorite show was Frank, uh, Frankie Beverly. And Mays. I've never seen that. I love Frankie Beverly and Mays. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, somebody else mentions Wicked on the text line. Moving I out. agree. I agree. That was really great. Um, just the show in and of itself is fantastic, but it it was wonderful. And I've seeing a comedian, the, sh- the uh, venue small enough, the Foxes, where you can still get the point across with a comedy show too. It's kind of the perfect size. It's great for music. It sounds great acoustically, but it also works in a comedy setting. It's true. Yeah, I saw Seinfeld there, come to think of it. I did too. Uh, And that was the first time I had seen Brian Regan. Brian Regan opened for Seinfeld, and by the time Seinfeld took the stage, I was too tired to laugh. Because Brian Regan was so funny. and I remember thinking, why would you do that? I mean, Seinfeld's great, but... Why would you have an opening act that slays the room? I mean, right. you want somebody kind of funny, but yeah. Well, was... I'm sure Seinfeld doesn't think that other people are funnier than him. What's wrong with him? Yeah, I do get that sense that Seinfeld's a big Seinfeld fan, but I don't know that to be true. Well, I mean, his show is called Seinfeld. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, but the show's not about anything. So where do you go from there? It is uh, 120. Love to hear more of your favorite shows. Or ones that you didn't enjoy so much. 
I remember being at the Fox for O Calcutta. And for a lot of people that don't know the show, there's a lot of full nudity. And sadly, this was the 25th anniversary of the show, and it was the original cast. Oh, so, I'm so <laughs> sorry. And I watched... I, that's kind of hilarious. I watched season <laughs> oh ticket holders stream up the aisles when people started taking their clothes off I on just, stage. I love that they brought back the original cast. The original cast. That's funny. Oh, horrible. My uh, eyes were burning. But watching all the people just stream, they couldn't get out of the room fast enough. That was amusing. Uh, and what's the one where they skewer the Mormon church? It's the uh, Book of Mormon. South Park guy. I didn't walk out on it, but I was so tired, I slept through most of it. And when I woke up, uh, my wife was incredibly offended. By the show? Yeah. I've never Mormon? seen it. No. Oh, did you guys see Avenue Q? Uh, yeah, it took the kids. It was like, oh, I, I hope <laughs> not. It's not a kid thing, it's but it looks like Sesame it. It's Sesame Street. Right. It's incredibly very. funny. It is? Right, right oh. up there with Sausage Party. Yeah, it's very similar, yeah. Could be a could be a double feature weekend, possibly. But yeah, um, I didn't walk out on O'Calcutta, but it was fun to watch uh the season ticket holders of some age scrambles. Oh my gosh, that's Out really as funny. As fast as they could. It is uh, 122. Oh, I don't want to skip the schmooze. We'll do that here in a couple. Let me just say congrats to the Sugar Fire folks. It's not only for doing such a great job with the Sugar Fires in the new location in Florissant, also killing it. But tomorrow, Friday, they will open up a new place and a new concept right across the street from the downtown Sugar Fire, which is next to the Blues Museum. And it's hot pizza, cold beer. And you know what the place is called? Hot pizza, cold beer. You nailed it. I'm just, it was a guess. Absolutely nailed it, and it opens tomorrow. I'm so excited to go down there and check it out. Going to research, show research. I'm going to go down and hand me some of that. But the Sugar Fire people known for their creativity, from Dave Molina to uh, Michael Johnson, of course, and others. I can't imagine what they've come up with. I don't think it gets super-duper fancy. I've seen the menu, but there's going to be some unique angle to it to be sure so hot pizza cold beer coming downtown starting tomorrow maybe i'll see you down there so congratulations to the sugar fire folks and enjoy their barbecue as well if there's one near you easy way to find out sugarfiresmokehouse.com Baldwin has pleaded not guilty to those new rust charges. New rust charges. Yes. It seems like... Now, these are criminal charges. This is a little so different than the civil. So is it the civil stuff we went through already? I so, mean, I don't okay. know if we're at the end of that yet. Um, I like to get the sad stuff out of the way at the uh, beginning. So there's that. And then, as you probably know, Bruce Willis was diagnosed with a very severe form of dementia like a, a year, year ago. Yeah, yeah. A year ago. And his ex-wife, Demi Moore, helps take care of him, along with his current wife. And she has, Demi, has some 
or Demi has some helpful advice for families of someone with dementia. She says, I think the most important thing I could do is to share with people to just meet them where they're at. Well, for a preposition, but I won't get judging. Say, let's get her back to school. I know. Um, <laughs> when you let go of who they've been or who you think or even who you would want them to be, you can then really stay in the present and take in the joy and the love that is present for all that they are there for. And I didn't understand that remark at all. You didn't? That sounds no. really uh, pretzel logic twisty. Well, I get it. It's like, you know, don't expect too much. And, and just kind of if, if you're in the moment sure. and they're talking about song lyrics from you're 50 years sense, ago. But she wasn't. Then I would say that's that's where you go. You're like, yeah, sure. Or, you know, you just you don't argue about Exactly. Things. Oh, great. Okay. Wholeheartedly. I don't know if I if we can even talk about this anymore. At, at the risk of my job, here's the story. Taylor Swift. Oh, you're fired. Uh, hasn't had enough attention or praise this year, as we know. So thank yeah, goodness for Billboard. They gave her the top spot on their Power 100 oh, list good. for the first time ever. This is only the second time an artist has topped the list. Beyonce and Jay Z shared the number one spot in 2014. The rest of the top 40 is made up entirely of industry executives. But Taylor has done it. Uh, if we're thinking about the Super Bowl, you're going to see a de-aged Kris Jenner on an Oreo commercial. I feel like she's de-aged permanently in that we've had about six facelifts and who knows what else. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin goes wild with a mullet to promote a new Kawasaki Ridge. It's like a you know four-wheeler kind of okay. Polaris type of a vehicle. Yeah. A Denver Broncos fan opens his fridge to a singing bottle of Bud Light. And Postman Malone shows up in that one. Lionel Messi shows up off his skills at the beach with Jason Sudeikis for a Mick Ultra spot. Haven't they done the singing beer bottle before? I feel like, is that a callback commercial? I don't know. Vince Vaughn jokes that Bet MGM is for everyone except Tom Brady because he's won too much. Even Wayne Gretzky shows up in that one. Patrick Mahomes is young, handsome, and successful, to say the very least, as far as being a professional athlete. Did you see the video of him and people are now saying all over the Internet that they can't believe that Pat Mahomes has a dad bod? And they're really kind of going after him. I did not hear that or see that. That's what they're saying. And he says, yo, why they have to do me like that? What's a dad bod? I by got the way? kids. Like a dad bod is like a little bit of kind of punch, looking, a little punch or what? A little pooch, punch, a little punch. Yeah, that's like a, a little, little chubs, bitty bitty beer belly. I don't. I mean, it's just like he's not super ripped, like you would think that. You know, like when they show Tom Brady, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a dad bod. I don't okay. know now, but uh, I mean, when he played, I'm just. I get it. That's that's the thought. 36 years ago today, the movie that terrified me the most in my life in 1988. Oh, no, sorry. the little girl from Poltergeist movies, Heather O'Rourke. She died of a heart attack caused by something called intestinal stenosis. And she sad. was only 12. Yeah. Very, very sad. Carol Ann. A lot of bad luck around that film. I know. And it, got to, it has to make you wonder, right? It's just no. so creepy. Today yeah. is Change Your Password Day. Lisa Marie would have been 56 today. Harry Styles is 30. Ronda Rousey is 
37. Farmer Wants a Wife is on Fox Farmer tonight. Farmer Wants a Wife. <laughs> uh, and Brian Cranston and Catherine O'Hara are both on Watch What Happens Live. That They're is the Argyle. schmooze on the Big 550. Now it's on to the homemade jokes. No, it's news. Uh, here's what we got. More than 80 protesters rallying outside of KDHX radio uh, in an effort to let the station's newly added disc jockeys know about their grievances. The station had recently let over 30 people that were on the air go. Wow. Uh, It turns out that many of the protesters, though, were also claiming that they were Caller 5 and wanted their T-shirts. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine a radio station letting someone go. Can't even picture a meatpacking company that has been at the center of a controversy of what should be done with waste from Missouri meat processing facilities reaching a settlement with the EPA. Denali Water Solutions says they've inked a deal with the Department of Natural Resources to stop spreading meatpacking sludge on farmland. Instead, they'll dump it in D.C. where there's already an abundance of in other news... Oh, wow. <laughs> i to catch myself. Although meatpacking sludge, I submit for a band name. Nah. Nobody's going to go see them. Vandals have sprayed graffiti on 27 stories of a downtown L.A. skyscraper that's been sitting vacant for years. Now, it's unclear exactly how those responsible for the graffiti covering much of the building's exterior gained entry to the site... Or when they began their daring and illegal project. But they do say they want to talk to Kilroy. Too old? Yeah, I wondered I wondered about that. I'm sure the audience is laughing. <laughs> America's that's comforting. America's diner may always be open but permanently closed at a location in California. Denny's closing its location in Oakland. After 54 years, was the only one there, by the way, due to high crime in the city, the safety and well-being of Denny's team members and valued guests are our top priority, the company said. And as of now, the Corlick sisters have not been relocated. Again, too old? No idea on that one. Uh, Okay. So I'll give it one more shot, then we're done here. A dying thief who confessed to stealing a pair of ruby slippers that Judy Garland wore in The Wizard of Oz because he wanted to pull off, quote, one last score, was given no prison time at his hearing on Monday of this week. Terry John Martin, 76, stole the slippers in 2005 from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids. Martin showed little emotion as the judge handed down the sentence of no prison time. And after the verdict was read, Martin said, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to play commercials. There's there's no place like home. Well, I know, but I thought I'd make it up a little bit. You know, I didn't want to get sued for copyright infringement. 142 against sports. Sports. In just a second. A uh, quick note about weekend programming as we're almost there. Straight Talk on Retirement is Saturday morning, and there will be much to discuss and a pretty good time to look in on your money. Money! money. 
because, you know, tax stuff, you're getting your W-2s and all that jazz. So maybe call in and say, I got this and they didn't withhold that. And what can I do about keeping this? And, you know, questions that I don't have the answers to. But Jeff and Aaron do straight talk on retirement Saturday mornings. It's two hours. So you can get through. You can ask your questions. You can make your com- comments. And you can also use the text line, too. But as far as weekend programming, you're going to get max on movies at the time that you usually get max on movies. But a bit of a shakeup this weekend anyway for Girl Talk. Oh, for sure. We're going to be on at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Gather the family around the radio. It's all because of basketball, which we'll get to that in just a little bit with Brendan Weesey. Yeah, do we have to? <laughs> what? Sorry. Well, I don't think Mizzou's won a game in the SEC yet. All right, let's bring in Brendan, shall we? He's got new music. Kenny G, what's <laughs> happening here? This is... Brent, yeah. Brendan's walk-up music. We asked him last when? week when you weren't yeah, here. You weren't here. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you do need to have opinions. It's a group decision. The are running the asylum. It's a group decision. Well, this is Brendan's walk-up music. Right, he likes is, it. It does have kind of a nice beat to it, I got to say. Hello, Brendan. John, Julie, Max, what's happening? Hello. So what say you about the Tigers in basketball? Yeah, she started with Mizzou, and I, it's hard to get excited. Ooh. Last night was maybe, I mean, here's the problem. They're getting worse as the season goes on. John hit the nail on the head. They have not won a game in the SEC, and you lose to an Arkansas team last one only once. So this pro- Th- this figured to be the game the Tigers break through and get a victory. In fact, they were favored by five and a half points last night, and they lose, I think, the final margin of victory or defeat in this case was seven points. It was not that close. Mizzou generally trailed somewhere in the neighborhood between 15 and 20 points for most of the second half. Not to take away uh, what... Uh, what Tamar Bates has been able to do, the transfer from Indiana. He scored 29 last night. Was He has been among the best scorers in the SEC. That's what's made this so frustrating is that Tamar has been fantastic. And it's just the everybody of, else. The rest of the team, he's had no help from the supporting cast. Sean East has been fine. They don't play defense. The defense is getting worse. And that's not to say, you know, Mizzou still has a top five recruiting class coming in next year. The freshmen are going are, are supposed to be spectacular, but this season was maybe going to be a slight downturn from last year. They made the NCAA tournament. They won a game in the tournament, so maybe it wasn't going to be quite to that extent, but none of us were expecting a drop-off like this in spite of the injuries. Is this where they use the term, it's a rebuilding season? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what a lot of people are are saying, John, and I I think did that's... they let us know that before the season started? <laughs> before I bet on the game, <laughs> I, 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 again, we thought there was going to be maybe a a slight step back. Yes, uh, rebuilding in a sense where um, this is it's still a work in progress, but this is today's college sports is different than even like five years ago because. Dennis Gates can't use the excuse, well, I'm still coaching the old regime's players. Like, all of Conzo's players 
They're gone. Gone. This They've is, graduated, this is, moved on. Exactly. This is Coach Gates. This is his roster. Like I said, he's dealt with injuries. There's plenty of reason that you can still be optimistic for next year, but I do feel like they've lost a little bit of that momentum that they had built up last year. That A lot of that goodwill, is it started to evaporate, and that's a major bummer. Well, on to brighter, uh, <laughs> brighter uh, venues. Uh, blues. No, actually, no. Um, Cardinals? Spring training? Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl? <laughs> Super Bowl. That's going to be fun. The Super Bowl's a week from Sunday, and if, and if you like... You like the Pro Bowl, which I think I've probably said it here. Not a huge fan, and it's it's of of the all of the All Star games. This is probably the worst and the most tricked out. Like they're not even going to play a real game. They're going to play a flag football. They're game. using a nerf I mean, hate, ball. Haters I gotta hate, hate, hate. With, with possibly a nerf ball. Yes, it's fun, isn't it? Fun just to fun? see the players. The risk of 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 injury is so bad that you just you know I, I understand. But then why it. bother playing? I mean, because I get your point. You're correct. Why oh. risk once in a why, while? Why? Oh, why risk injury in in a in a game that doesn't matter? Okay, then why play it? I mean, it, it, it if you're going to get to a point where it, it's it's going to be a flag football exhibition, that that is, and, and again, people will probably watch. People will st- probably still bet on it. Because I think it'll it's be football. fun in Orlando. You got Mecca Mouse. You got ESPN. You got, you got all that good stuff. <laughs> no, Mecca Mouse. Maybe for the players and for their families. I, I, I don't, you know, for for the viewing audience, it's just not for me. Okay. Yeah, well, more exciting sports. Uh, WNBA. We oh, talk about them all the time, don't yep, we? You do. We do. Yes. I, I saw Brittany Griner's number's going to be retired. Uh, is it because she was that good, or is it because that she was in jail abroad? Well, I, I thought she was still playing. <laughs> yeah, does, but they're going to retire her number. At Baylor? Next month. At, at but yes. not, but not okay. No, at, Baylor. Yeah, at Baylor, yes. Uh, I mean, dude, she was a phenomenal well, she was collegiate good at player. Baylor, because now she's yes. a pro, so that makes sense. Yes, she was I don't very know good if the Baylor. WNBA will retire a number because Baylor I'm not sure to she's... honor Brittany Griner by retiring her number sense. forty-two yeah, jersey. Totally. That would have happened totally. without yes. being kidnapped. But yes. I didn't know if it she was, was she was that big a deal. <laughs> well, she was. She and, made and, the news. She was in college. She was an unbelievable player. I think they won a national championship while she was there. So maybe now they're that they. Expedited the process to to get that number retired after um, after her uh, her arrest. I stand corrected. So, but um, no, we we generally don't talk WNBA here. So I, all I was, the time we talk about the WNBA. Well, do you think Kim Mulkey is going to show up for this? I don't know. Okay, but it, but is it's she her, a real housewife? Oh, and she's well, she's at. <laughs> But she's, she's, a, she's a she's a oh, coach yeah, at LSU. She's, yeah, LSU. she's at LSU. I know she was she was critical of Brittany, I believe, uh-huh. uh, while she was uh, while she was gone. So uh, that relationship may have been. May I have think been Brittany's strained. perspective on life, I'm sure, has evolved since the hellacious, you know, yeah, sure. events that have have gone down. Yeah, when she married that guy that recorded Popoza in Vegas. I mean, come on. Wrong, Brittany. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. At least I get your sense of humor. No, so this is not afraid. this is not WNBA, but it's women's college basketball. The, the the young lady that plays at Iowa, Caitlin Clark. Yeah. She is smashing attendance records wherever she goes. Um, every every road venue she goes to, they sell out. She's unbelievable. She's one of the best. She's probably the best college basketball player in the country, men or women. 
she, she's earning millions of dollars wow. through, through NIL. Um, you and, go, girl. And whenever she winds up in the WNBA, I, I you almost lo- would. I, I think she'll have a decision to make: does she go pro or does she go back to Iowa for another season? I mean, the money she money. Can, money. the money she can command through NIL at Iowa might be more than what she could make at least in a year. Yeah, and, now you know, players you know, in full college career, can... I, exactly full yeah. career. She'd earn more once she's. Uh, eligible to go to the WNBA, but for a single season, she might. So earn go more back, at get Iowa. that dough, and right. then go in the WNBA Correct. and collect money, money, as money, much money. as you can. Money. I mean, they're putting her games on. I mean, it, it's fairly unprecedented to see, uh, and, uh, and it's and it's fantastic. Women's college basketball games beat their. I think her game is on primetime again on Fox, Fox Two Saturday night. Maybe they they might be playing Rutgers, but they're putting her games on. The Iowa games over any men's basketball game, so it it, it shows you the drawing power right. she has right now um, at the University of Iowa. Pretty uh, pretty special to see. Yeah, for that's sure. neat. You ready to lay down your prediction for the big game in a couple of weeks? Well, well, I mean we're we're a week and a half out. I mean right now I'd say Chiefs. I say Chiefs. I say go Chiefs. Somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty seven, twenty four. Chiefs. Is that just being a homer, or do you really think that they can do it? I mean I I've. I think the Chiefs have been. Is that an Iliad reference? <laughs> I think the Chiefs have been underrated this whole playoff, and I think in large part because of the lack of receivers. Patrick Mahomes has had to throw to all season long. Their their yeah, offensive numbers yeah. were down, but their defense has gotten a lot better. And we're just and Mahomes makes winning plays, and maybe this is. I don't know if it's quite the last hurrah yet for Mahomes and Kelsey. And Andy Reid, Andy Reid's close to retirement, maybe one more year. Travis Kelsey getting long in the tooth. Do the Chiefs move on from him after the season is over? There's not much left where this dynasty is going to be able to do it all together. And Brock's only 14. Keep that in mind. (laughs) At least he looks like he's 14. Who? Brock Purdy. Oh, Brock Purdy. He does look like he's 14. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's much older than that. What is he, 24 or something 20, like that? 23, 24, yeah. 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 So I imagine you'll be called upon to do more sports on this very frequency. We will. Tonight we've got Martin at 6 o'clock, uh, Joey Vitale talking some blues with Martin at 6. Ben Fred will be with me at 7. We'll do some winners and losers. We'll talk some golf with Skip Berkmeyer at 8 as uh, the, the world of professional golf continues to spiral into a, a place that I'm not – Real fond of, but it's um, they they just got a, a big private equity investment yesterday, one point five billion dollars for live or not for live no. for for the PGA Tour, a, a, a consortium of American sports owners, the owner of the Boston Red Sox, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, and five or six others, sort of pooling their money together and uh, investing one point five billion in the PGA Tour. They they could invest another one point five billion. But they're not. They they didn't come to terms yet with the Saudi public investment fund, and that would be the potential not a merger, but bringing the golfers from Live back to the PGA Tour at least every now and then. That has not happened yet, and remains it's kind to be of a seen. mess. It, it's a big mess for you to have 
you're the best golfers in the world are not playing together other than four times per year at the majors, at the Masters, at the U.S. Open, but they don't play together at all the rest of the year, and it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's bad for the it's bad for the sport. And with this one point five billion or whatever they're throwing in, is that for like improving the grounds or what's? Is that for purses? What where's the money some going? It, some of it will go to to purses. I think yes. I think some of it will go to improve the infrastructure there. They're broadcasting infrastructure. We just heard today separately. Live, they're going to start a uh, through Google and Google Technologies. They're going to have uh, the ability to show you every shot of every player at their tournament starting later this summer. That, that's a big, that's a big deal. technological advancement that for Live. Cool. That's uh, ahead of the PGA Tour. Like follow whoever you want. Exactly that's right. Really exactly a good right. Idea. And, and it's and it's way way beyond when that should have. Been it, the PGA Tour has tried it at the Players Championship, but that's all they really do. It's also logistically tough to it's do. It's very tough to do, no doubt about it. But if you want people to be engaged in your sport, and it's a niche sport, this is something that's long overdue. So I don't like live, but I applaud them for something that um, it hopefully takes the the sport in a in a different direction. Just uh, and again, I'm not thrilled that it's that it's live that's doing it, but yeah. Well, I'm not it thrilled is what that it is. you're going with the Chiefs, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Oh, I, I forgot you are a 49ers guy. Thank you very much for popping in. Thanks, John. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Max. Thank always you, Brenda. Always learning stuff and a lot of sports headed your way. So, quick time out. We'll, uh, we'll be back. Another hour of the Carney Show straight ahead. Don't leave us. It's just whenever I forget to load up a song, okay. I can hit that one. It's catchy, no question. All right, I found a bunch of Super Bowl stuff I want to get to uh, historically, including that in this date in history was the uh, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson whoopsie moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember and that. It was pop- like, kids, close your eyes. Popularized the term. The gate. Wardrobe malfunction. Function. Oh, but I thought you were going to say, you know, the gate thing that they... Also call it. Um, but in the meantime, a word from the doctor. Well, I, I saw this story, and I didn't mention it in the schmooze, but Kelly Clarkson revealed she's lost a lot of weight recently, and has she been on the uh, medication, the shots, if you will? Yeah, because it turned out she found out from her doctor that she was pre-diabetic just by getting her blood work done. And if you go see my friend Allison Walsh, who is a fantastic doctor, she's first and foremost my doctor, uh, she is just fantastic with looking at your blood work, knows everything that she could possibly need to know to help you with hormone balancing, to help you with weight loss, to see if the semi-glutide is the way to go, like Kelly Clarkson did. Uh, I've used it, and I got to tell you, it is life-changing, and it will definitely help change the course of your life. It will help your bones feel better. It'll help your kneecaps feel better, all of it, the whole bot. No, you just overall will feel better once you get to the weight where you're supposed to be. And if you've kind of been in this tailspin of not feeling like yourself when it comes to your hormones with sleep disturbances and things along that line or mood disturbances or mood swings, uh, then I would say Dr. Walsh is the person to help you at St. Louis Women's Lifestyle Solutions. You can give her a call. You can meet with her in person or you can meet virtually, or if you know somebody that wants to meet with her and they're not in St. Louis, 
the virtual meeting, the telehealth is a game changer. Call today, 314-919-9990. Dr. Allison Walsh, 314-919-9998 to get your health on track. We're going to break for news in the next hour. Marshall Brain, Captain Paul. We check in with Alex Stone, too. 207. Be uh, checking in with the brain here in a few. Before we do, I do want to give you a couple things to put on your calendar. Number one, as we're into Mardi Gras season, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. The Mardi Gras downtown, Mac Bradley, and the mayor of our fair city, Deshara Jones, to talk about the mayor's ball, which is one of the big Mardi Gras events other than the parade downtown. But not the only ones celebrating Mardi Gras because out in St. Charles, out in Frenchtown in particular, they will have their uh, Mardi Gras celebration as well. Family friendly and a parade on 2nd Street and an after party with live music. And, of course, that will take place at the Foundry Arts Center uh, from, like, yeah, I think it's like noon to 2 or 3. But anyway, put the date on your calendar nonetheless. That is February 10th. Another thing for the calendar. Tomorrow. 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 The sun will come out. I know it's cold. The sun will come out, but so will the clubs before too long. St. Louis Golf Expo is coming. And you going to co- dust off your clubs and go to this thing oh, or get some they, new ones? They are so dusty. Uh. It's sad, really. Uh, but starting tomorrow is the uh, St. Louis Golf Expo, and it's at the St. Charles Convention Center. And check out what the new stuff is. Um, and you can buy clubs and other equipment. The best prices available. They'll have skills competitions, prizes, free lessons from pros, uh, all kinds of stuff for the kids and the adults as well. If you want to know the hours, what it costs, the exhibitors that are there, stlgolfexpo.com. And it's at the St. Charles Convention Center. So just a few things for your calendar. It's all at discoverstcharles.com. What would you do with a brain if you had one? If I only had a brain. Science. Brain. Brain, 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 brain. All right, time to bring him in. The man, the myth, the legend, Marsha Brain. Howdy. Hey, how are y'all? How are we all? We are great. I mean, I, I feel a little bloated. Maybe it's just because we're going to talk about salt for the next segment, but maybe that is, it's psychological, probably. Yeah, it, you know, I always have weird things bouncing around in my head, and I was cooking something and I didn't know whether to use iodized salt or kosher salt. And I thought, well, what's the difference? And then I thought, why is there salt in the ocean? Why does salt make people float? Uh, what is kosher salt? And then there's the whole Himalayan, Him, Himalayan salt lamps that people put in their room. And what kind them... of salt do they use on roadways? Yeah, exactly. So... You know, I'll just sit back and listen to your genius. Huh. Where do we start? That's like 10 questions. Your choice. My choice. Okay. Let's start with Himalayan salt. The This is the pink expensive stuff that uh, 
I got introduced to it at Costco myself. Uh, they sell a, you know, a Himalayan salt grinder, and you can also buy potato chips with Himalayan salt. And you're right, you do see lamps made of hollowed out pieces of Himalayan salt. So what's going on there is that like 500 million years ago, there was, um, you know, a land formation over by Pakistan. And this, this formation just happened to get ocean water in it. And then the water would evaporate, leave the salt, and then it would get more ocean water and it would evaporate, leave the salt. This happened over, you know, a million years, 10 million years, a huge salt deposit underground, then covered over and compressed so that, like, if you've ever seen a Himalayan lamp, it's almost like it's a rock. You know, it's a big chunk of salt. Do we have one? Nice. You do? Yeah, I don't even know what it's for. Well, some people think it's pretty. Some people, we'll call them crystal people, think that uh, there's some kind of healing power. Yeah, it's me. Crystal people? Crystal people, absolutely. Nice. So... It it is uh, so it's been there for hundreds of millions of years, sitting underground, and someone finds it, and they this. think, well, let's sell it. Yeah. A, it's pink, and B, it's uh, you know, it's it's novel. So they dig it out of the ground like rocks. In, in this form, it's called halite. It is you know, it's a mineral. It, you dig it out of the ground like rocks. And then you either make a lamp out of it or you crush the rock and you sell it. And you put it on as, your food. Perfect sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah, why not? Uh, all right. Now, just one more thing. Now the big advantage, a big advantage, is that it doesn't have any microplastics in it because it was deposited a zillion years ago before there was such a thing as plastic. And mm. When we start talking about sea salt, this is a thing that people are starting to be concerned about. So, uh, And despite the myth, sea salt is not healthy for you. Say that again. I'm sorry. People, there's a myth out there that, oh, it's got sea salt on it for a while where that was supposed to mean that it was extra healthy for you, and it is not. Yes, you're right. It's starting to get... uh, a negative connotation because there's a lot of stuff in the ocean now that you might not want mixed in with your salt. Mermaids. Because sea salt, you just put it in a big pond and evaporate the water out of it, and that's what you got. Yeah, Julie Buck, I have to agree. You are correct. It says uh, sea salt is promoted as being healthier, but they have the same basic nutritional value. Yeah. Lately, they've been putting it in chocolate. Like, hey, that's really good. Have you ever had... Uh, Dark chocolate with sea salt. I have, yeah, it's great. Killing myself. A little bit of everything. Yeah. A little salt, a little savory. <laughs> what about the salt in the ocean? Is somebody just throwing that in there or what happens? <laughs> that is uh that is rain's uh doing. So rain falls on earth on the land and it very slowly erodes the rock. And the rocks happen to have the sodium 
and the chloride in them that then gets washed toward the ocean. And the ocean has been accumulating that for, you know, hundreds of millions of years again. So, you know, it, it gets slightly saltier, uh, you know, from that erosion process. So we're talking tiny amounts. That's why a river doesn't taste salty. But if you wash these tiny amounts into the ocean for uh, hundreds of millions of years, you end up with a salty ocean. All right, let me careen through the rest of the salty stuff here. Kosher salt, does that have anything to do with like a rabbi? (laughs) Not really, no. It's um, like if you buy kosher meat, that's been through a process of yeah. of blessing it and so on. Kosher salt is called that because it's used in the process of making kosher meat. Oh. So you uh but it it's like table salt but it's coarser. It's not as coarse as rock salt, which is what we put on roads, but it it's bigger grains than you would find in your typical salt shaker. And it also doesn't have any additives. So I just happen to have a thing of Morton salt sitting here, and it says that its ingredients are salt, calcium silicate as an anti-caking agent, mm. dextrose, and potassium iodine. Mm. Yum. Kosher salt will just be salt. Huh. And, and some... You know, foodie people claim they can taste the iodine, so that bothers them. They're lying. And they they want. <laughs> totally lying. Uh, last salt question, and I will step away here. Uh, <laughs> the What about the buoyancy aspect? Like uh, like at Salt Lake City, if, if you go in the lake there, you just float on the top because of the salt. Or the Dead so, Sea. What, or the Dead Sea. Why does it? Why does it make you float? Nice. Okay, we should mention that the Great Salt Lake may be on its way out. That that's a separate story, but so there's a lot of stuff about the end of the, the Great Salt Lake. Uh, but the reason you float, say you, you took a gallon of water, distilled water, tap water, you know, fresh water, it'll dissolve an amount of salt in it and it won't really get any bigger. You know, the, the gallon of water just dissolves the salt, but that salt has weight. So now the water is heavier because it's salt water and that extra heavy water, especially in the dead sea where it's like right at the maximum is, you know, it's like, a half pound heavier per gallon than a gallon of normal water. And so you displace, you need to displace less water to float and you're floating a lot higher than you would if you were just in a swimming pool. That's the essence of it. Yeah, I'll buy that. What about salt on the roadways? Salt on the roadways. Nice. That's, uh, that's halite. That's, you know, salt that they've found in a mine, usually in the United States, not in the Himalayan mountains. And they dig it out of the mine as rock, and then they crush it into 
you know, pea-sized grains, and then they spread that on the road so it's not so likely to blow around and uh, and dissolve so fast. Okay. I'll buy it. Any uh, any non-salt talk here today? Um, I had a question about a story I saw about energy drinks, but I think we'll save that for next week. <laughs> we have All uh, right. the rat question. Do you have that on your sheet there, Carney? Mm-hmm. Rat versus mice. We wanted to talk about uh, how to identify the difference. And I thought if we're talking about the differences between salt, why not talk about the differences between rats and mice? Now, Julie's making a face over there. Ooh, it makes my skin crawl. I happen to like rats a great deal. I'm not shocked. I've known people who have had rats as pets, and Uh, they are incredibly smart and quite uh, The people or the rats? The rats, not the people. Yeah, I don't think so. What is the difference? Nice. Mice have better press agents. That's true. Yes, they do. They do. Yes, that's like crickets and roaches. The the and PR on crickets is great. Uh, not so much for roaches. But mice and rats are the same thing. But rats get that reputation because they destroy things. So a, if you so have rats teenagers. in your house, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're so the, the rats in your house, they're uh, chewing on your... You know, you're two by fours and they're chewing through your wiring and they're, uh, you know, digging holes through things. And worst of all, they're leaving behind just an incredible amount of poop and urine that will make your house. All right. How's your lunch today? There. Yes. That's why rats have a bad reputation. Now, Max is right. In a pet situation where you control for all that. They can be, you know, very cool, smart, smart animals. This is another thing. Like New York has, I forget the number, but, you know, a billion rats. And you'll go in the subway and there'll be a sign and, you know, a bunch of signs. And they Ooh, say, they oh, rats we're... are there. Uh-huh. They were rats are, yeah. yeah. They spent, I maybe two years ago, they spent $60 million yeah. with the goal of getting rid of half the rats. And it didn't work. Now, Marshall, have you watched (laughs) the Pixar movie Ratatouille? Have you guys seen that? I have. I love it. Okay, so I I bring it up because Patton Oswalt, who voiced Remy the rat, he did a short for Pixar called Your Friend the Rat. If you have Disney+, Plus, you can watch it. It's like 10 minutes. It's hilarious, but it talks about how humans have just made up stuff about rats throughout history, like blaming them for the bubonic plague and the black plague. Wasn't their fault. And how humans have this whole uh, anger issue towards rats and rats. Rats are, great. are dirty. If Walt They're not Disney great. went with a rat, nobody would go to Florida. <laughs> Just a theory. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, that movie Ratatouille certainly was on the other end of the PR spectrum, <laughs> where you know you had a talking rat that knew how to great or cook great food, probably with kosher Ooh. salt. But the. Uh, <laughs> The way you know whether you, you know what's the difference. First of all, a mouse is small, like golf ball size, whereas rats are usually quite a bit chunkier, like softball size or something. <laughs> you know, only elongated. But the way you you aren't going to see a mouse or a rat in your house unless you're just infested. But what you will all see right. is their their poop 
and that's how you know because mice have like rice size. Uh, like of a gray. I don't think anybody is going to sleep well tonight. No, Julie won't. I can tell. I won't. I'm going to have nightmares. Thanks for that, Marshall. I'm we, just telling you. That's how we uh, believe you. You know, it's our fault. We asked. <laughs> we asked. But now we know more about salt than we ever knew. Uh, and we'll come up with brand new questions for you next week. Be forewarned. <laughs> Energy drinks. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Thanks, buddy. See you. Yes. The brain. Marshall brain. So do you feel smarter now or just saltier saltier it yeah. kind of makes me want to switch from sea salt which we have around the house to kosher salt because i like the idea of salt without additives i cook with kosher salt almost exclusively but i never oh, really knew excuse why. me i just like it that way you know <laughs> that was great oh thank you <laughs> exclusively, exclusively. <laughs> i'm a student of uh Salt. I don't know whether you knew that. We all are now. Yeah, we are. It is uh, 224. Uh, Captain Paul's going to swing in. Alex Stone's going to be on here in just a bit. And you have been a big part of the broadcast. Very chatty today. A lot of stuff about shows at the Fox that you loved. People talking about salt. People talking about mice. Uh, lots of band name uh, suggestions. Himalayan Salt Grinder. I kind of like that one. It's up to the boss, though. Maxie? What now? I'm sorry, what's up? Himalayan salt grinder? No, because I went with crystal people. Oh, all right. I kind of like that one. It counts. We do have to discern a little bit, or well, we'd have, we 80, have too many. Yeah. 80 million band names. Exactly. Um, if you had priced it out and you were going to do some remodeling in the bathroom, you would find out pretty quickly... That Michael's Bass offer deals that are 30 to 50% less than the other competitors that are out there. And you're not sacrificing any quality or warranties. There's lifetime warranties on all the stuff they do. They use big names like Moen and things you'd recognize. And whatever you want to do, they'll get it done. They can... Uh, do a shower conversion from a tub. They can do walk-in tubs. They can put in safety features like the bars, whatever it is. And they're not going to, you know, strong arm you into doing one thing or another. Totally your call. Uh, They also have financing options as well. So if you just want to change things up there in your bathroom, why not reach out, see what they can do for you. Michael's Baths dot com or call six three six seven seven five zero eight hundred from the KTRS Traffic Center. I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. It's like I did a magic trick. I reached into my pocket. I'm like, what is this? I pulled out a bread clip. Oh, I thought it was a guitar pick. From no, over here. it's a bread clip. I have no idea why I have this in my pocket. And do you know the the different colors? represent when they went into the store oh i only know that because we've spoken to mark marshall brain about that and it looks like you bought some very fresh bread well i i don't know it's green but i don't know why it's in my pocket either and it means probably that some bread at my house right now is getting stale anyway i think that twisty ties are better than those kind those little plastic you know they do the twisty ties 
also color coded. Oh, do they? They do. Did you know that, Captain? That's a little known huh? fact. Huh? I yeah. made it up, but I think I think it's true. You learn something new every day. I think I asked you this already, but what you doing for the game? For the no, game, he's going the to his going game. to a get together at a friend's house and a lady right. friend. Remember, yes. it's a lady friend's house in the city. Oh yes, it's, it's coming Saint back Louis. to me now. And it's a yeah. theme party, so she'll have food from, uh, you know, that's unique to Kansas City and food that's unique to. The other team, the rice aroni, the rice aroni, yeah, and the sourdough bread, probably. Yeah, is I, what is really unique to San Francisco? Rice aroni is kind of a joke, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Say, I would <laughs> wouldn't you, back wouldn't, to the let's make a deal day. In the you're our San Francisco treat over there, Carney. Tell us. Uh, wow. Soft shell crabs. Okay. And um, the bread, the the sourdough bread, absolutely. I love sourdough bread with butter, real butter. Yeah. But you can't get real sourdough bread here. Oh, you can't? Close you can get to it is is Mr. Meowski's uh, in St. Charles on Main Street. But still, it's not the same as, I believe the company is Boudin, Boudin, something like that. And they ship all over the world. But it's, you'll see people getting on planes from San Francisco carrying big old baguettes with their logo on it. So, but then how long is it good if you bring it back like that? Probably I'd eat not. it on the plane, so it. I, I've never had a loaf of sourdough go bad in my house. Oh, okay. So it goes fast. So, it's, like the Breadco sourdough is not. Do you know what? That's okay. I'll, I'll give it an okay. It's got a little tang to it. You know, I exclusively eat uh, Meowskis. Love it. Love. So, if you're it. going to the party, Paul, do you bring something? Well, you know, that's a really good question. In the past, uh, she hasn't really asked us to bring anything, but. Uh, I usually bring what I'm going to have to drink, but other, oh, that's right, we asked you that. Uh, other How long than that, have you been? I'll, I'll you ask said her. In the past, huh? How many times have you been over to well, her? Well, she's had several over the years, and uh, a couple of years it was warm enough to be in her backyard that she has a uh, a nice bar in and a TV and everything. Nice. Like a tiki yeah. bar. I thought you were going to say like a pool, like a pool party. <laughs> a little too. Cold for that. Blanket, bingo. So you're gonna bring obviously <laughs> uh, some some uh, tequila, some vodka, some wine, a couple of beers just for you. Uh, but no no no, no chips, no nothing water. to snack on. Too soon. Well, uh, I think she's gonna supply all the food. But I'd uh, bring the loaf of sourdough bread from St. Charles. Have it. Carney go pick it up. Since he orders you around, I think you should order him around and have him go get it. Three times I've walked out of there empty-handed. If you're not there by like eight in the morning. I'll take the sourdough. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll set you up with the Miowski people. Excellent. Uh, and some uh, some Super Bowl factoids you could drop at the party and people will go, <gasps> Captain, what? how did you know? <laughs> they, won't, they won't know my source. And again, this started with, with my curiosity about why is it Roman numerals? Other than <laughs> to confuse me. Because I, you know. I why is air clear? I don't know. So I read... The answer, and I'm still confused, okay? It's the 58 Super Bowl, which is L-V-I-I-I. And according to the NFL, they used Roman numerals starting with number 10. That's V, right? Or is that 5? I thought it was X. What's what's V? That's 5. V is 5. Super Bowl 5 is when they started using Roman numerals. Uh, Roman numerals adopted to clarify any confusion that might occur because the NFL championship game, the Super Bowl, is played in the year following a chronologically recorded season. Could you see why I'm still confused? 
The NFL wanted to keep the Super Bowl number distinct from the annual season because the 2023 season ends with Super Bowl 24. It's because that year Super Bowl is always played the next year. Yeah. For that season. So that's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. So it's only, it's only the one, the X, the L, and the V. <laughs> See? And until you get to Super Bowl 90, you won't include the C. When in Rome. When in Rome. All right. What about this one? The most one-sided Super Bowl game ever. I don't know. All I can think about a sourdough bread. But I would tell you, there's never, ever, 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 ever been a shutout in the Super Bowl. I did not know That's that. It's kind of weird, but never. The fewest points ever scored by a team is three, and that was the Dolphins. Oh, Max. Sorry, I'm Max. so sorry. Okay. What year do you think that was? That I'm was sure Max knows. Super Bowl six against the Redskins, maybe. No, we wow. beat the Redskins. We I beat don't the Redskins. Yeah, we beat the Redskins. And the Rams in Super Bowl L I I I also scored three. Biggest blowout 1990 San Francisco 49ers over the Broncos. 49ers winning that Super Bowl. Most points scored in a game came when the 49ers beat San Diego, 49-26. What else? What else? What else? Four teams have never been to the Super Bowl. We knew Detroit. That's come up in conversation. I didn't realize there were three more. The Ravens? Were they? Uh, Yes, they have. That's right. I believe they they had. Well, yeah, they won in like 2000. The year after the Rams won. Three other teams have never been. Chargers? Uh, No. What it says, it says the Lions, Panthers, Cleveland Browns, Jaguars, and the Texans. Wow, I would have gotten that completely wrong. Yep. Unless this is completely wrong. Huh. This is certainly not off the top of my head. Those watching the Super Bowl expect to spend around $86.04. Uh, what else you want to know? Longest Super Bowl ever played, four hours and 14 minutes. And you think, hey, wait a minute. Aren't they all about the same length? No. This one was longer because 34-minute delay because the lights went out in the Superdome in New Orleans. I remember that. So there you go. I got more, but I think that'll tie you over for the party. I do know this, that for Super Bowl 50, they didn't use L. They used 50. They used the number 50 because they didn't want to just have an L sitting there. You don't want an L sitting there. <laughs> no, you don't want it. But L I bet for 90, they will use the C, especially if it's like Chiefs Chargers and the Super Bowl C. That would be really cool. I think it would be kind of fun. Um, All right, for a second. Oh, Ghirardelli, someone on the text line. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's easy. That's very San Francisco-y. 242, Thursday Carter Show. Thank you for being here. On behalf of Max, Julie, and myself, if you weren't here, we would have absolutely nothing to do. So, <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Tomorrow, very busy as well. Uh, Grammy's right around the corner, and Ben Winston is the guy tasked with putting on the whole Megillah. And we'll talk to him about what's involved in doing that. Maxie's got a giveaway up his sleeve. That's right, I do. Also, we'll play a little Know the Show. And uh, the mayor of the city of St. Louis, Deshar Jones, 
wants to invite you to her party. That's the mayor's ball, which is always great fun. And Mac Bradley, who's kind of spearheading Soulard Mardi Gras, will fill us in on some of the other deets because Mardi Gras in St. Louis isn't just the Fat Tuesday Parade and, of course, the big parade, but there's a cook-off. There's the mayor's ball. There's the uh, the wiener dog parade. And there's a bunch of events tied to Mardi Gras. So we'll, uh, we'll run it down for you. So there you go. Mm. I, I hope you go. I hope you go. We have, um, I have talked about uh, Donna Calamia and Donna C. Reality, but I don't know if I've mentioned that it is under the umbrella of Red Key. And Red Key was started by a woman. And Donna C., of course, is Donna Calamia and her people as well. So you can tell this is a well-run organization because it's all run by women. (laughs) It's organized. They got that going for them as well. Um, And ironically, the woman that started Red Key, I used to work for her dad. Strange. Small world. Small planet. Uh, But a bit about Donna and Donacy, and I've mentioned this a couple times, but not for a while. For every house that they get involved with and help sell, 10% of that home sale goes to the Down Syndrome Association of Greater St. Louis. And the philanthropy thread runs throughout the work that they do, and Donna as well. Um, If you are looking to build something new, she's got relationships that are also built, and she can help you with picking the right plumbers, getting the right appraisers at the best price and all those things that you're really not going to think of. When I see a for sale by owner sign, I think, man, you have no idea what you're in for. Mm. (laughs) There's so much paperwork and things involved and, you know, you may be a shrewd individual, but that's a lot. Why not let the pros handle it? The pros at Donacy. Donacy really online. Donacy really dot com. REM, you know, I, I like their music, but I always had a bit of a, a disdain because the lead singer, whose name eludes me at the moment. Michael Stipe. Thank you. Uh, lived a fair amount of his life in Collinsville, Illinois. But the few times he's brought it up, he mentioned how much he hated it hmm. living in the area. And for the most part- I don't like that. He doesn't even acknowledge that he lives here. So, you know, he's dead to me. You know, I do that sometimes. Right, Jeff. Sorry, you're done. Um, another story about illness on the high seas seems to happen a lot. I guess it's because you're confined and all the food is there and it's got nowhere else to go because you're all on a ship. Yeah, I just, that story, I never thought of it until the last few years. Yeah. I feel like we've been hearing more and more of like norovirus and yeah. stuff like that. But usually it's like, 20 people and they've got them quarantined the queen victoria out on the waters we speak part hello. of the part, hello part of the canard cruise line 
reporting that 130 people on board this particular cruise have reported falling ill. How do you quarantine 120 people? I guess you don't. How many Zofrans do they have in the little infirmary? I don't have to ask Marshall that (laughs) question. Um, And I I love cruises. I mean, everything's right there. Um, And I've done some listener cruises, and we worked out some special things for our group that included galley tours. And it's not something I had ever thought about before, but you're going on a 10-day cruise to the Caribbean or whatever. When that shoves off from Fort Lauderdale or Miami or wherever it's going from, Seattle, they have to have the 10 days worth of food for all the meals. Provisions. The midnight buffets. Yeah, it's always mind-blowing. The produce, everything has to be on board at the beginning. So we took a tour of the galley of, you know, where all this stuff is stored, and it's insane. I bet it is. We have 25,000 heads of lettuce in this room. Band name. Well, you know what? I mean, we we have too many band names. I mean, we do, but that's okay. It'll slow down soon. 25,000. I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, But I do enjoy I do enjoy doing cruises, and this won't put me off, but I have a feeling they're going to get more affordable the more this happens. We should have a Carney Show cruise. Yeah. Are you listening to Carney Cruise? Let's do it. Can you imagine Carney with his flip flops that I gave him for Christmas? I've done. His hat? Uh huh. His captain's hat. I've done a few. I actually have one in a crusted blazer. I believe it. Thank you. Um, I've done like four or five, and I loved them. Well, of course you you did, because you you would have people falling all over you that wanted to be on the Carney cruise. Well, that was just security, (laughs) for the most part. Um, Do you think you could behave yourself on a cruise? Could we invite Alex Stone with us? I don't know. Is he here? Yeah. All right. Alex, you want to go on a cruise? I'll party with you on a cruise. Okay. Let's have some fun. All right. Let's go. All right. Deal. This story wasn't really covered, to me, all that much. But a tragic situation on the building of a an airport, I guess, or a hangar, and it collapsed, and there were several deaths, and it was caught my attention because we just announced yesterday that we're planning on potential expansions and things for our airport here. So what happened, where, and do they know what was the cause? Uh, yeah, so uh, Boise, Idaho, they, they don't know the, the cause yet. It was yesterday afternoon. Uh, they were building a hangar at the, the Boise Airport. It was uh, on city property, but a privately owned hangar for a uh, company that, that uh, does maintenance and storage and whatnot of, of airplanes. And uh, that, that they would have built this thing. It would have been a big hangar at the, the Boise Airport. And as they were building it, they have the... The steel rigid uh, frame, the rigid steel frame that, that was built, kind of the outline of the building. And according to witnesses, it sounded like a, a dog kind of whining, but that was the sound of the metal just bending and Ooh. bowing. And, and the whole wow. thing, like a house of cards, just went in on itself. And they don't know why. Today, uh, Boise police and fire investigators and OSHA, they're all on site trying to figure out why it collapsed and 
what caused it to go in. They were using a, a crane during the time, and the, the crane ended up being caught up in this whole thing. Maybe that played a role. They don't really know. Firefighters went in. They had to extricate with ropes and whatnot people out of it. Three people died. Uh, another handful of uh, folks were uh, injured. Five of them are in critical condition today, nine total who were injured. Um, so OSHA's on scene now. They're trying to figure out what went on. But the whole thing just kind of collapsed all the metal on itself and went in. Uh, and, and people were killed inside of it while they were in there working. Oh, it's just awful. How big of an airport is this? I mean, it's certainly not like JFK or something like that. I mean, it, or is it a small private airport or is it somewhere in the middle yeah it's a you know a commercial airport united flies there southwest flies there it's not a hub we're not talking about you know the the st louis airport or we're not talking about denver or, you know, san francisco this is one that, that typically you would not be connecting through you would be going to you know kind of a mountain community uh, airport and uh, but they have a fair number of flights to go in and out private and and commercial uh, every day and they, they've got a bunch of the, the hangers on the property, and this was just a new one that, that was going up. And you know, think about the hangers you've seen before. They're pretty much all steel. They've got the frame and then some kind of kind of skin over that frame and the big doors in the front that slide open that then you can move aircraft in and out of. That's what the plan was here. But, uh, again, once the, the frame went up, did the, the crane hit it and cause the thing to, to weaken and, and bow was the the metal weak? They got to figure all that out. We heard from some uh, construction workers in the area today saying it had been very windy. That there have been concerns about using cranes in the wind that the Boise has been experiencing, but that may or may not have played a role in this. They just don't know yet. And it was amazing to me in the story. It said that flights were not disrupted. Yeah, I mean that kind of <laughs> seems desensitized. It seems like something that would have done that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, life has to go on, right? So they, uh, the, the airport kept operating. This was not an area. It didn't block a runway. It didn't impact the, the passenger terminal. And, and so the, this rescue was going on, and, and firefighters were moving in, and they were pulling out victims, even while Southwest Airlines planes were landing and taking off right there. And you know, above them, you would hear loud airplanes taking off. That They continued operating in that way. Yeah, there, there was no disruption at all to... Air travel in and out of Boise yesterday because this was not blocking anything. They, they were able to, to continue on just as they normally would. Alex will keep you posted on the cruise, too. So keep All right, I'm ready. Up. Can I have a balcony? Yeah, um, sure. Only Carney, I think, gets the balcony because, you know. Oh, I'm going to be in one of those interior rooms with yeah. no window. Oh, I've been in one of those. It's really <laughs> weird. I was thinking the brig, but we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? I don't know what cruise line it is, but now they put a, not just a fake window. They've had that for a while. But some in the interiors now, they have a fake balcony that looks like a balcony. It's got big drapes that you open up and you just be a see out there and it looks like you got yeah. a balcony. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I wow. might be able to afford one of those. A falcony. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. And thank you on the text line, too. Apparently, Michael Stipe was only in the area for a year and he was terribly bullied According to a listener, I knew him, they said. So, thank you for that on the Michael's Bath text line. Appreciate it. All right, we're done. All done. Tomorrow, the mayor. Tomorrow, the mayor. Tashara Jones. Also, Mac Bradley from Mardi Gras. Also, we'll talk to the executive producer of the Grammys. And you got to know the show.
Oh, you better believe it. And we've got prizes. Max has all kinds of prizes to give away on a Friday. That's a lot. we got to get it into three hours. We will. Don't worry. Heidi and Josh coming up for Julie Buck and Mr. Maximilian Foisy. I'm John Carney. Thank you for listening. Be good to each other. Back, back, back.